On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, October 16th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you. And kind of a special feeling on the show today because Saturday is always one of the most packed, jam-packed NHL days of the entire week. And for the first time this year, we get to experience a Saturday NHL slate, which is loaded with tons of games, 14 on tap. We'll break down every single one as we always do. And we'll also look at the game tomorrow because we will not be on tomorrow. We're going to take Sunday off, and we're going to do the one Sunday game, which is Dallas-Ottawa. We'll talk about that at the end of today's show. So uh, this is your weekend NHL betting preview, essentially, right here today. So without further ado, Alex, let's get right into it. We've got a game starting in a half an hour from now, 1 p.m. Eastern. Arizona Coyotes, Buffalo Sabres, uh, Buffalo minus 120, home favorites, 5.5 the total in this game. Uh, The Buffalo Sabres with a nice win in their opener against Montreal, 5-1. Quite impressive, actually. Their power play was very impressive. And uh, it's going to have to be good uh, for them this year because I worry about five-on-five offense a little bit for this team. But good first game for the Buffalo Sabres. Unfortunately for them, key injuries already suffered in that game. Henry Okaharu on the blue line got hurt. Uh, He's going to be out for a period of time. Same with Casey Middlestat, their top-line center, going to be out for this game. So Dylan Cousins in just year two in the league. You know, after it was his rookie year last year, the year after he got drafted, he'll be centering the top line with Skinner uh, for the Buffalo Sabres and uh, Vinny Hinnestroza uh, on that top line. Uh, Kalak Poso plays on the second line with Zemgus Gergensen uh, and Cody Eakin. Rasmus Asplund, Tage Thompson, Victor Olofsson, the third line, Bjork, Rutzelainen, and Drake Kajula uh, on the fourth line. Uh, and now with uh, Yoka Haru out, you got to go even further into your blue line depth. You're going to see Will Butcher. You're going to see Jacob Bryson. More of that blue line here. So uh, an Arizona team on the flip side that just got embarrassed, trashed by Columbus, an absolutely awful team, we think, coming into this year on paper. And they played like it in that very first game against Columbus. Kind of a bubbling cauldron, though, Alex, right? With Columbus playing with that heavy emotion, first game of the year, uh, honoring Matisse Kavlenix, uh before the game. So it was just a co- collision and, and a nightmare situation, essentially, for uh, Arizona in that game, but they're still not going to be very good. I don't know if I'm ready yet to say, hey, let's lay minus 120 with Buffalo, but I lean that way and I also would lean over the total here, five and a half, minus 115, minus 120. It's, we're talking five and a half with a defense that looked hideous you know, against Columbus. Just brutal. Defensive breakdowns uh, left and right. We did see Buffalo have a good power play against Montreal. Uh, I do worry about middle stat, but I would lean Buffalo, would lean over here uh, I like the over a little bit more than the Buffalo side, but uh, they were a small play for me either way with the over as well. Uh, it is an early start game. You never know how that's going to turn out. What I do like is Dylan Cousins uh, props in this game. 
Again, I always like this, finding the change, right? The guy that's moving up in the lineup, more responsibility, more onus on them offensively to produce. I like uh, Dylan Cousins here maybe to score a goal on this game. I'd look at a goal score prop for him over shots. This worked out perfectly last night for me with Vasily Podkolzin for Vancouver. He moved up to that second line. Look what he did. He was all over the ice. He scores a goal for the Canucks, and I think maybe you could see that for Dylan Cousins. And This is a guy that brings it every night for Buffalo. This is a guy that, from a character standpoint, he's got character in spades. This guy cares. He plays hard every night. So Dylan Cousins is a player prop uh, that I'm looking at here for the Sabres today. Alex, what's your thoughts? Arizona, Buffalo. Yeah, you know, when I looked at the first week's schedule, I already said I was not going to have a side play on this game at all because like I said I had them ranked as the two worst teams in the league. And, yeah, this is probably the best hockey we're going to see them play, at least Buffalo. Uh, like I said, had a, a great effort in their first game. But the Arizona, it was, like I said, it was a perfect storm. Columbus playing with a, a ton of emotion and Arizona just looking bad. I mean, they're just their defense is, is built to give up goals and bunches. Their goaltending is built to give up goals and bunches. And now you've got uh, Karel Vamilka going as the backup. They said he had an impressive, uh, you know, preseason. He's got some okay numbers in the Czech league over the last couple of years. And so now he's getting a shot uh, because Carter Hutton just looked awful and get let in some soft goals in that eight, two loss. So uh, with that, the early start, even though they've already been on the East coast, but there's still, you know, you have this early start and Arizona's not a team that plays a lot of early games, wherever they whether it be at a home or on the road, Buffalo's used to having these, uh, these one o'clock local starts. So, I expect to see goals here early. I'm already on the first period over. I would lean with the full game over as well. Cause as I said, now you've got injury questions for the blue line for Buffalo as well. This could be a track meet. Honestly, I, I would not be shocked to see this be a seven, six final in all honesty. So I would say grab the five and a half. And uh, you know, if, if let's say you, know, you get two goals early, but things start to slow down, you still might be able to get a, a good adjusted number on a, a eight or an eight and a half uh in game that, that just it just feels like the pace is going to be uh, outrageous i don't see who's going to make stops defensively i don't know how many saves goalies may, may be able to take some unders for for uh save props for goalies and you know things get out of hand quickly one if not both goalies could end up getting pulled uh and, and then things just go completely haywire so uh I, I see this being a goal fest for sure but i'm definitely on the first period over. All right, like in the first period over here, uh, Arizona and Buffalo. Uh, and yes, wow, uh, I'm just hearing that now. It's expected to miss several weeks. Uh, Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone, of course, uh, you know, is likely going to miss some time. Question of how much. Yes, uh, both uh, injuries incurred in that loss to the L.A. Kings on Thursday night. Pacioretty out six weeks. Elliot Friedman of Hockey wow. Night in Canada and NHL Network says he's out six weeks. Stone, we don't know how – he's going to miss some time, I think, Stone. is yeah. a question of how much. So, wow, you talk about a setback for Vegas. Uh, keep an eye on that moving forward. Like, that's that's two of your – that's maybe your two best forwards right there yep. uh, out of the lineup uh, moving forward. And that's not a team with a – that's not a team, Alex, where you can say, you know what, third, fourth line guys, we trust you to move up in the lineup to the top six and produce because they haven't gotten consistent production at all from anybody in those uh, lower depth forward positions. Yeah, that you know, just, we talked about that the other day with this team that they're not built uh, top to bottom like they were the first couple of years of, of their existence. So that's a, a, those are two really big blows now uh, for that team and it's going to really struggle with them, with their offense. And like I said, but hell, it would affect their defense too, because now they're, you know, susceptible. If they can't get the, the puck movement and speed up front, then they're going to be liable to, you know, seeing facing more shots than usual and back. So this, this affects everything top to bottom for that lineup. That's going to be uh, something to watch move forward. 
Yeah, there's no question about that. Very, very disappointing news, I'm sure, for Vegas uh, after hearing that. And uh, we'll see uh, how they can uh, cobble together the lineup without potentially both Pacioretty and Stone for a significant period of time. Uh, New York Islanders, Florida Panthers next up. Florida minus 130, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. A small bet for me uh, on Florida here, minus 130. Uh, Survived the game effort against Pittsburgh. Uh, the other night and beat the Penguins. Uh, the Islanders, not again, a team that usually, you know, de- defensively pretty solid, but they ran into a Carolina team that, look, I don't even think that's necessarily uh, what the Islanders didn't do. I think it's what Carolina can do to teams, and that's light you up because, like I said, they've got guys in all four lines that can find the back of the net. That is how loaded up front the Carolina Hurricanes are. The Islanders found that out the other night, but it was concerning to see them actually play that way defensively and maybe against some better offensive teams If Florida probably fits that bill. Maybe you're going to see the Islanders have a little bit of a tough time. Uh, the Islanders, as you often hear when they don't play great defensively, are going to try to tighten it up again. They're all Barry Trotz is already saying we didn't stick to our structure uh, after the loss against the, uh, 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 hurricanes the other night. So you'd expect that. Like I said on Twitter the other night, uh, p- player props. Uh, so I'm on Florida here, uh, minus 130 uh, for a small bet. But like I said on Twitter the other night or the other day when Florida played, uh, talking about Aaron Eckblad, my pick to be um, Norris Trophy winner this year. I think he could have, remember, he was on pace to be in the Norris conversation before he got hurt last year. He had six shots on goal the other night. You can get over two and a half shots on goal. Aaron Ekblad plus 120 right now. Like they are, they're not going to adjust that right away. You know, the odds makers are not going to come on. NHL player props is not on the uh, high uh, importance meter right now for odds makers. You could really cash in on some of these. Like Adam Fox, I mentioned him too. Bet over shots on goal with these. They shoot from anywhere. They're aggressive. They look to shoot the puck. Ekblad does. Adam Fox for the Rangers does as well. Uh, that's I like that prop. Aaron Eckblad over two and a half shots in this game, plus 120 at six uh, in the game against Pittsburgh uh, the other night. Uh, and I like Florida here. Alex, what do you think? Islanders, Panthers. I'm leaning with Florida here. I know there are people on Twitter that were upset that Bobrovsky's getting the start over Spencer Knight. I mean, like, you know, we already know that Q said he's going to be flipping the goalies back and forth to see who, who kind of can kind of emerge as the starter here. So uh, I, I don't mind, you know, seeing him get the, the nod. I would look at the draw here at plus 320, uh, even though this series has been dominated last 10, seven of the last 10 wins by uh, the, the Islanders. I could see this where this, you know, Florida is going to want to try to play better defensively. Obviously, the Islanders are going to want to try to play better defensively, too, after, uh, you know, t- taking on the Carolina team that we, you know, you talked about it. Uh, this, this is going to be a team that scores a lot of goals and, and be in some high-scoring affairs. Florida, that's the same kind of style. They, they play with a lot of speed, but I think they know they, they understand they have to be defensively responsible against this Islander team uh, because of, of the, the style in which they play. I've seen under six uh, minus a dollar 20 at a couple of shops. I would maybe even give that a look as well, but you probably get a better adjusted price early in the game. If there's no score after say the first five or 10 minutes, uh, if you like that, but I, I'm going to go with the draw plus three twenty. I could see this being a two, two game or even a three, three game right on that number of six after 60 minutes of play. All right, liking the draw here. Islanders, Panthers, Alex B. Smith. All right, Tampa Bay, Washington. We've got Tampa Bay, minus 125 road favorites, six and a half the total in this one. Uh, of course, Alex Ovechkin, 
uh, he, he wants that. I don't think it's that he wants the record. He wants to play well. He wants to help the team win. He's a team guy, but still, he wants the record too. And what a start to try to track down Wayne Gretzky. And Wayne Gretzky's got to sit there Wednesday night in the TNT studio because they're doing the Capitals game that night and watch Alex Ovechkin get closer and closer to catching the great one and his uh, all-time goal-scoring record in the NHL. Two goals for Ovi uh, in the win against the Rangers, uh, passing Marcel Dion as well for fifth on the all-time list. Uh, so, you know, great start to the season for him. Uh, watch out for uh, also Hendricks LaPierre. Uh, he scored in his very first NHL game. They really like him. He's playing on a third line with Oshie and Connor Sheary. So that's all of a sudden a nice, capable third line of uh, potential offense uh, for Washington. Uh, when you look at this team, there's certainly a lot to like. Uh, offensively, I was worried about the defense a little bit, but they were solid. Uh, and the goaltend, the goaltending from Vanacek was very good uh, in the win against the uh, Rangers as well. Let's not uh, keep uh, forget about that. I thought he played very well uh, in that game, so well that uh, why not? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Peter Laviolette rolling right back to Vitek Vanacek uh, in net tonight for the uh, Washington Capitals. And uh, look. Vasilevsky in net, but boy, it's been a tough start for him. Uh, not the Pittsburgh game because all those goals were late, you know, and the net empty, but the Detroit game was rough for him. I mean, he definitely was fighting it and, and fighting the puck. And look, for Tampa Bay, they had a terrible first game against Pittsburgh. They were largely very bad, bad at times last night, but they rescued themselves because, look, Detroit's Detroit. You know, they're still rebuilding. They're going to have nights like that where it looks good for them, and then all of a sudden the roof caves in. But that was still not an impressive. That's about as unimpressive a comeback overtime win as you'll see uh, from the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, on Thursday night. Uh, just a team that you worry about, you know, just game to game. Are they going to be at their absolute best? Talked about all the hockey they've played. They've had defensive issues. Uh, and Washington, good first win for them. I like Washington here. You're going to a slight home underdog price here uh, in this one, plus 105, plus 110. Uh Tampa Bay just has not played good enough, 60-minute enough cocky in the first two games, and they're going to have to here against Washington if they're going to emerge victorious. And uh, I'll take my shot here with the uh, Capitals here at a home underdog price. Alex, uh, what do you like here, Lightning Capitals? Yeah, the only thing I can look here would be Capitals. I mean, the way that Tampa has played these last two games, things are going to turn around at some point, but I'm not, not going to get any of my money right now uh, in waiting to see when the turnaround is going to happen. This is a Washington team. I do think they're on the decline uh, in the long term, but right now, like I said, they've played well in the first couple of games. Uh, and Ovechkin, like I said, he's playing with, with a man, like a man possessed. Uh, I you know, didn't think he was going to come out this hot right away, especially after suffering that uh, you know minor injury in preseason. But uh, like I said, things are looking well. And Hendricks Lapierre is a guy that, you know, uh, may actually end up being on the radar for the Calder Trophy if he can, you know, kind of keep up that performance. And, you know, I've heard a couple of people say that, yeah, you know, his kind of youthful injection to that top four, the, the, the that forward line, rather, I should say, might be a good thing for this older, you know, Caps team as a whole. You know, have some guys who, like I said, haven't really been there, haven't, you know, uh, gone through the struggles that some of the key core members of this team have. That might be something that could really boost them uh moving forward so they said it, it's washington or nothing here all right washington or nothing here for uh, alex and uh this one and uh yeah i mean uh for sure i mean it's been a uh struggle to say the least here early in the uh, campaign for uh this uh tampa bay lightning team and i'm just looking up because i'm i want to find it I, I mean i'm curious where's andre basilevsky and goals saved above average that is the advanced statistic now primarily for goaltenders i'm just curious where is he 
He's at minus 3.32. I know it's a small sample size, right? Two games. It's not much. And we know he's an elite goalie. But right now, he's not playing well. Uh, and he's gonna he'll, he'll be fine long-term. He'll get it, get it back. But is tonight going to be the night he gets it back? He has the second worst goal saved above average number in the league right now. There's one guy that's worse than him. And it's a guy that gave up like eight, seven or eight goals the other night to Columbus, Carter Hutton, you know, for Arizona. That's it. So it's been a struggle early on for uh, Vasilevsky. And then you look at v- Vitek Vanacek, you know, he's got a positive goal saved above average margin this year. So that shows you how good he played against the Rangers the other night. So uh, another reason maybe to uh, buy into maybe the Capitals here to get the job done here at home tonight. Uh, the New York Rangers, Montreal Canadiens, uh, we got even money both sides, six the total shaded uh, to the under in this game. Home opener uh, for the Montreal Canadiens at the Bell Center. They started on the road against Toronto and Buffalo uh, in their first two games, losing both games. There's issues for Montreal right now. Um, uh, not playing well. Uh, defensively, uh, they've had some issues. They're, they're their special teams have been atrocious. Their power play is awful. Their penalty kill is absolutely brutal to begin the year, Montreal. Uh, so if you're losing the special teams battle decisively like they are, that's not a team I'm rushing to back right now. But I do like the fact they come home. I expect a much better kind of a sense of urgency to take over for Montreal. It should take over for the Rangers, too, because they're 0-2. They haven't exactly started strong. And uh, we put a one-month ban on Jimmy Murphy. Uh, yesterday from betting the New York Rangers. He actually suggested it. I'm not going to, for a month, and I said, for a month, all right, we'll hold you to it. I'm not going to put myself on a ban for the New York Rangers, but after losing twice with them, I'm passing. I'm not coming back to them tonight. I want to see them win. You know, Now I'm not going to chase a win with the Rangers. Show me a good performance. Show me the ability to get the job done, and then maybe I'll come back to you and bet back you and bet on you uh, in another game. Until I see that win, I'm going to steer clear. So this is a pass for me. Alex, what do you think? Rangers, Canadians. Yeah, I want to pass on the side. I'm sure the crowd's going to be absolutely electric. You know, keep in mind they couldn't have a uh, you know a full house during the Stanley Cup final run. Uh, so they're going to be celebrating that, celebrating, <laughs> which is strange. They'll be hanging up the uh, the banner as Campbell Conference champions. Uh, so <laughs> that's going to be uh, a new addition to the many banners that are hanging uh, in that arena. But the thing I'm looking at here would be a goal prop for Alexis Lafreniere. This is his first time playing in Canada. Uh, talking about how he's got to have a ton of friends and family there uh, in attendance. I think he's going to be able to, to, you know, show off for the for his family and, and that crowd and, and get a goal here. So I like him plus three fifty to get a goal. Uh, like I said, I don't want to back the Rangers sure. for a while. I want to see them, you know, actually, you know, show some some, you know, fortitude and bounce back and get a win. Uh, but this might be a tough environment for them to do so. Like I said, it should be a back-and-forth game, but that's the only play I have here would be Lafreniere to score plus 350. Yeah, he's had four shots on goal uh, in the first two games for the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, you know, he's had some, especially the uh, Washington game, he had three uh, in that game, really had a bunch of chances. Uh, you know, definitely fired up for uh, this game here, taking on the Montreal, you know, close to homes for him. So uh, family, friends, you're right. They're, they're definitely, uh, from a situational standpoint, I think that's a good goal scorer prop. He's had some chances tonight, maybe finds the back of the net here in Montreal uh, against the Canadians. Dallas and Boston. We've got Boston 
minus 175 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, one of the few teams that hasn't played a game yet, uh, the Boston Bruins. Season opener, home opener for them as they take on this Dallas Stars team. Uh, this is not a game, unfortunately, I have a very strong opinion on either. I'm not ready to lay minus 180 with Boston. I'm sure our colleague Jimmy Murphy would concur. This is probably a wait-and-see approach for me uh, with the uh, Boston Bruins, uh, a team that, again, on the blue line, uh, much not much different, but some changes back there. The good news is they got the Charlie McAvoy deal done. And, you know, people saying, well, maybe they paid a bit too much. Well, guess what? He is now your cornerstone. You got to pay one of these uh, great, uh, the better defensemen you have. Uh, and I think it's right for uh, Boston to get this done because uh, definitely uh, you need him uh, right now going into this one. Uh, Dallas on the flip side with a nice 3-2 win uh, in their first game uh, against the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, we'll see if they can carry that success over uh, here to tonight as they take on the uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, Boston, another thing that's going to be fascinating to watch here is uh, Charlie Coyle. You know, obviously a lot more responsibility. He's going to be the new second-line center with uh, David Krejci. Uh, going back to Europe to play in the offseason. I'm going to say Coyle steps up here. Shots on goal prop and goal scoring prop. Charlie Coyle. I'm going to say it. I mean, I, I think that he knows that, hey, I'm going to be asked. A lot's going to be asked of me this year. I'm replacing a second line center that was very good, you know, the last couple of years. And I think, you know, and if you can find point props as well. I'd look toward Charlie Coyle tonight uh, as well. Not just uh, shots, not just to score, but uh, points uh, over uh, as well. Uh, that prop for uh, Charlie Coyle tonight. Uh, by the way, his uh, sh uh, shots prop, it looks like it's uh, just one and a half in some spots. So not bad at all because he's not always a guy you think of as an active shooter. But I think there's going to be an onus on him tonight, Charlie Coyle, uh, to be able to shoot the puck a little bit uh, and be able to uh, – in his first game in this expanded role, top six role, second line center, that's big responsibility because it can't all fall on Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. And Coyle's going to have a big play, a big part in what kind of uh, you know depth scoring, depth production this team gets up front. So I think tonight he shows it and tries to show you know Bruce Cassidy that hey, I'm ready for this responsibility to be the second line center. So it's just one of those gut feels that I think. Players, when they get elevated into a new role, first game or so, you really try to see them uh, show the coaching staff, I'm ready. Uh, you can trust me to, to be there, to play well, to produce, and maybe we'll see that tonight with Charlie Coyle. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Dallas and Boston? Yeah, with, I mean, with a lot of games on the board, this is one that's a clear pass for me. There's nothing I like. Uh, if I had to play something, I would lean with Dallas. Looking at Braden Holpe's getting the start tonight, uh, and it'll be anti Kadobin starting in Ottawa tomorrow. But Holpe's numbers against Boston have been absolutely dynamite: eighteen and four with a one point nine eight goals against average, a nine three nine save percentage, and four shutouts. So he's uh, done well, and obviously most of those, uh, if not all of those, came when he was a member of the Washington Capitals, uh, a team that had done well against Boston overall. Uh, but I think that, you know, that he's familiar with the, that team and, and they still have the pretty much the same setup that he's seen over the years. That'll be something to kind of get things rolling for him. Uh, and like I said, Boston's, you know, got a lot of transition, you know, things, things that they need to work on, especially Jeremy Swayman starting in net, who I think more than likely will end up being the starter for, for most of the year. I, I, I personally think he's a better goaltender than than all Mark. Uh, so that, that is a plus for them. But like I said, I want to see how Boston comes out uh, swinging against a Dallas team that's already played uh, in, in a, a decent battle in the first uh, game that they had. So it's a pass for me. 
All right, it's a pass for uh, Alex in this one. All right, we move on now. Seattle Kraken, Columbus Blue Jackets. Seattle minus 115 road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Uh, Columbus uh, just absolutely pounded uh, the Arizona Coyotes uh, on Thursday night. Obviously, we figured, look, Columbus is definitely rebuilding too, but they're not at the level Arizona is in terms of how thin the roster is, not even close. Columbus still have the better roster, and they definitely showed that. Uh, the other night against Arizona. Uh, we'll see if they can carry that performance over. It could be difficult. I mean, just from a situational standpoint, you know, they had the nice tribute. It was a very, very emotional evening there at Nationwide Arena. And, and this is going to be a little bit of trouble, I think, maybe to trust, you know, Columbus to get that, you know, energy, that motor and that, you know, that spark back again tonight against this uh, Seattle team that, look, Seattle's this close from being 2-0 and to start the year. I mean, the Vegas game, they played great in the second period, third period uh, in that game to really erase a tough start, and they had a chance to win it, but Vegas gets the controversial goal that counted off the skate. Uh, they win 4-3, and a very nice uh, game against Nashville. Uh, Seattle, they gave up the first, that's twice now, Alex, twice. Seattle gives up the first goal, and we have seen this team respond Dig in, get better, keep playing, no panic. You know, things don't fall apart. Things don't unravel. We just, you know, just keep our game going, forecheck, roll each line. And they had one good shift after another after they gave up that goal to Nashville the other night. And it really uh, got Seattle going. And sure enough, they end up taking the lead. Their power play was very effective. Uh, and they beat win uh, Nashville 4-3 uh, for that first win of the season. Congrats to the Kraken. I'd lean Seattle before Columbus in this game. Don't love it. Uh, I thought the, that was a great spot, and I was not very high on Nashville. It was a combination of both things, like in Seattle the other night. But I still lean Seattle here. I mean, Columbus off the emotional night the other night. I don't know if they're going to have the right response. And you know, I like the way. And Seattle, I don't think it's one of those things. Oh, we won our first game as a franchise. We're satisfied. You know, I think they want to string some wins together. If I'm playing in this game, it would be the road favorite. Alex B. Smith, what do you think? Seattle, Columbus. Well, based on what you said with, you know, the Seattle team, they've, they've gone down early, but they've been able to fight back. They're a very resilient bunch. I might say wait and, and see if they go down once again, and then they come back, you'll get a, a better adjusted price live uh, with the Seattle Kraken. But here, I like the first period over. We've seen this hit twice already for Seattle. Uh, and of course we saw this hit, uh, with the, that Columbus blowout win against Arizona, but it could be, like I said, this might be a bit of a, of a letdown spot possibly for Columbus. It shouldn't be because of the second game of the season, but because of just how big of that first win was for them, uh, on all accounts, maybe they could come out a, a bit flat and we see the Seattle team, Say, hey, you know what? We've been down early the last couple of games. Let's try to to, to move forward and, and let's get the, the first jump on these guys. But either way, I think we're going to see some uh, a spirited effort from Seattle, and it could start early. So I like this first period over. You only land a dollar twenty. All right, first period over here for uh, Seattle uh, and Columbus. All right, Ottawa, Toronto, uh, Battle of Ontario for the second straight game. Uh, Ottawa beat Toronto three two Thursday night in the nation's capital. Now they play at uh, Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Toronto minus uh, two fifty five, minus two sixty. Uh, home favorites six the total here uh, in this game. You know, I'm not going to complicate this game. Toronto is absolutely hell-bent on a better start. That's now two games in a row where they haven't started the game well. The Montreal game in the opener, although they came back to win, and certainly the first period was a disaster, down 3-0 uh, the other night in the first period uh, against Ottawa. 
Uh, Sheldon Keefe said it, Marner, Matthews, Nylander, a lot of the key cogs on this team. Tavares, you know, we just got to start the game better. Uh, you can't keep uh, getting ourselves behind the eight ball early. So I expect that tonight. You know, Toronto maybe, you know, on the back-to-back nights as well on the road in Ottawa didn't necessarily play well. By the way, Peter Morozik got injured in that game, and Jack Campbell had to finish the game for the uh, Leafs. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on uh, definitely moving forward. Uh, his status, uh, of course, Matthew still not quite ready uh, to return yet for the Leafs, although they're hoping the next game uh, that he'll be back. Uh, I'd expect this uh, team, though, if you believe what they're saying, uh, to have a better start, especially the, playing a team that beat them uh, the other night. So uh, the, the bet that I'm going to go with here uh, in this one is I'm going to go with the Leafs minus a half plus 115 uh, first period. Uh, first period puck line minus a half plus 115. I'm not going to worry about do they win the game. I'm not going to worry about a minus 260 money line price or the full game puck line. I'm going to look toward the Leafs, you know, turning the words into action, getting a good start, getting a good first period team that beat them Thursday night. And I think they will do that here. So for me, Toronto Maple Leafs minus a half first period puck line plus 115. Alex, what do you think here? Senators and Leafs. Yeah, I would lean with that play as well. It makes sense that they would want to jump out all over Ottawa earlier because that's what the Senators did to them. And here's the thing. They better hope that Jack Campbell doesn't go down because if he should you know, either struggle or get hurt, it's Alex Bishop in that. You've never heard of Alex Bishop and no. neither have I. This guy is on an amateur tryout from the University of Toronto. Uh, so if he, they are having salary cap issues, so they had to pretty much sign someone from, you know, around the way, uh, to be the backup this evening. So it'd be interesting to see if Campbell, like I said, because he already played, if, if, if you know, he does let in a few goals, if the defense falters around him, uh, I don't know what exactly would be, uh, the trigger for Sheldon Keefe to, to pull Campbell and put this kid in, but, uh, that would make for a probably something to look at when you're looking at betting in game because Toronto uh, fading Toronto and going with the over might be something uh, of, of issues. I don't know how, when's the last time we've seen somebody with an amateur trial outside of like, you know, an injury signing, like a Scott uh, Foster. Or they have no like, cap space, so they can't call yeah. up Hutchinson who would have this been is, the guy. Yeah, this, this is something, this is something that we haven't seen in like yeah. 40 or 50 years. Uh, so you can't really track how these things work out, but I mean, throwing a, uh, a university goalie into an NHL game doesn't sound like uh, something that would be uh, uh, the best of, uh, of spots for Toronto, especially with the way they're playing right now. So, like I said, it's Campbell for right now, and, and they're hoping Campbell for all 60 minutes uh, and them getting a win. But I, I'm going to go with that first period puck line as well. I think Toronto uh, you know, gives Ottawa all they can handle in the first 20 minutes. All right, there you go. First period puck line, minus a half, plus 115. And yes, we're talking about the U of T goalie there, uh, potentially having to be in the game, Alex Bishop for Toronto, if Campbell were to get hurt. Again, they want, they, normal circumstances, Hutchinson is the guy, because he's the starting goalie with the Marlies right now in the AHL. But the cap space issues preclude Toronto from doing that. So a uh, tough spot for them to be in. But that's what happens when you, when you, Fit the bill of multiple key cogs on your team like Marner, Nylander, Matthews. You pay the price in the cap, and Toronto's doing that a little bit. Uh, Chicago and Pittsburgh next up. We've got Pittsburgh minus 135 home favorites here, six the total. A ton of money on Chicago. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury against his former team. I think that's something to that. Uh, people seeing that Pittsburgh's still very much banged up. Uh, up front, although their effort in these two games without Crosby, Malkin, and Gensel, Alex, has been commendable, right? I mean, the impressive win against Tampa, they come back uh, from an early deficit against Florida, get a point in that game, 
It goes to overtime, and then Florida wins in overtime, but still a great, uh, admirable effort for a shorthanded uh, Pittsburgh Penguins team. And they're obviously the rested team. They played Thursday, and this is their home opener. And Chicago played last night in New Jersey, uh, a game where Jack Hughes single-handedly won the game, I think, for New Jersey. He was just magnificent, and we all saw the uh, highlight real goal he had in overtime uh, to beat the uh, Blackhawks last night. Incredible work by him. Back-to-back situation. They saved Marc-Andre Fleury for this game. Uh, the, I'll tell you what's funny about Chicago. Um, you give them a, a man-advantage situation, whether it's pulling the goalie, whether it's a power play. Uh, they've been pretty damn good this year in those spots. Power play has been good. Of course, they tie the game. Kubalik. Uh, with the net empty. So these man advantage situations, they've been awesome. I would like to see them do better, though, five-on-five five, uh, offense, though, the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. You get still room for improvement there uh, from that standpoint. Uh, we'll see if that can uh, something is something they can rectify here tonight uh, against uh, Pittsburgh. Um, it's, I, I can see why people took Chicago initially. It's just that at the current price, I don't know if I'd be in the, as much interested in Chicago now that it's down to you know plus 115, uh, plus 120 here, uh, given the way Pittsburgh has certainly uh, imp- played better without uh, the key cogs up front uh, than I thought they would. And you give Mike Sullivan credit for putting them in a position to have a good structure, good game plan, uh, and be ready to uh, still have other guys contribute as well. You know, they're getting some depth forward production as well and, and scoring on this Pittsburgh team, which has been impressive to see. So, yeah, I, I agree with the number maybe being a little high on the open. People like in Chicago, it's down to plus 115. And, a, you know, I still lean Chicago, but it's a lot of the value and a lot of the good price taken out of that with where the number is right now. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here with Blackhawks and Penn? Yeah, that, that Hawks game was a, a bit frustrating. Obviously, the most frustrating thing was was not cashing the first period over. You give up a goal 17 seconds in, uh, and then just absolutely nothing the rest of the way. That that's always frustrating to have. But uh, you know, it's a great you know effort by the Hawks to come back uh, and, and tie that game, force overtime, and, and earn a point. And then, like I said. Jack Hughes was just on fire. He simply undressed Lankanen for that game-winning goal, uh, and the defense was getting cooked for most of, the, of that game. I mean, you, you know, it re- reminds me a lot of another Chicago team, the Bears. You see the Bears' offensive line just, you know, their quarterbacks down on the ground, and these guys are still standing up, turning around, looking at them. But that's the same way you've seen these Hawks defenders. You know, they, they're you know just standing there, lost with you know their back, you know, good looking analogy, at the goaltender yeah. and the pucks in the net. So it's uh that's that's not a not a good look so far on the first couple of games. The the defense has to be better for the Hawks. But the offense has been great. Uh for the first time in eons, they have a power play that can move the puck and, and they're not afraid to take the the right shot. They're not making the extra pass. They're not skating around and trying to be too cute. So that's a really, really good sign for the Hawks moving forward. And for Pittsburgh, obviously like I said they're weathering the storm with these injuries. Now Brian Rust is out. Uh, Zach Aston Reese is back in. Danton Heinen, who's already had a couple of goals, he's been bumped up to like, the top line. So that'll be interesting to see. Maybe look for him to have uh, uh, over with his shots on goal prop. I'm going to stay away from this side. Like I said, it's not that much value with the Hawks. Uh, I'd like to see them get a win here and get the, their first two points uh, of the season. But like I said, for Pittsburgh, the way that they're playing right now, they, they're you know it's all hands on deck and next man up mentality. And so – uh, they should give the Hawks a, a good battle. Here. All right, good stuff there. Uh, it, uh, like I said, I lean Chicago, but at the price now, a lot of the price has been 
uh, the good price, I should say, has been taken out of it by the uh, betting markets as all the, a lot of money's come in on Chicago uh, so far today. Uh, and yeah, they're five on five offense. Jarek, a good friend of ours in the chat, uh, mentioning that, that uh, yeah, they got to get more uh, generated at even strength. It's not been enough so far uh, in the first two games uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And Gensel's back, at least. Gensel, I uh, misspoke earlier. He did play the Thursday night against uh, Florida. Uh, and that was his return. He's back. But uh, now they've still got Crosby Malkin out. And as we mentioned, Rust, good chance he doesn't play tonight. So still shorthanded, like I said, up front, this uh, Pittsburgh team. All right. Uh, we'll pause for just a second uh, to mention DraftKings, our great uh, sponsors here uh, at the ice, guys. And it's a great time of year because the DraftKings Sportsbook has been obviously the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And it continues to be uh, new customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game tomorrow and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Uh, you know, so obviously you're going to have a great chance to see that happen. If sports, if uh, DraftKings isn't available in your state, you can play the uh, huge cash prizes and the fantasy side of things all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving New customers, a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with the first deposit. And then on the NHL side, just announced this week, DraftKings, the official sponsor of the sportsbook sponsor of the NHL, official sportsbook partner uh, of the NHL. And a very similar thing you can do tomorrow, Sunday. It could be the Sunday game, any of the games today with the DraftKings Sportsbook, which is all the reason why you should be signing up for an account. Look at this opportunity that's being given. New customers bet just $1 on any NHL game tonight or tomorrow and you can win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal it's all it takes either team scores a goal uh you and you bet one dollar in on any nhl game you will win one hundred dollars in free bets so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use the promo code thpn again one dollar on any nfl game and you win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point $1 on any NHL game this weekend, and you win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Take advantage of that. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and now the NHL uh, as well. Must be 21 years of age or older. New customers only. Uh, minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. It is time to keep it up now and continue uh, through the Saturday card. We'll uh, pick up where we left off. We'll turn our attention next to Vancouver and Detroit. We've got Vancouver minus 115, minus 120 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, across the board uh, in this one. Uh, Vancouver, what a game last night. Uh, wild one against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, got to a three to one lead and then a four to two lead. And the Flyers, to be honest, a little fortuitous for the Flyers to tie the game. I mean, with the net empty, four three, and then the tying goal by Giroux took it off the boards. Crazy bounce, crazy carom right back to him and he put it over the shoulder of Thatcher Demko to tie it. Uh, Vancouver uh, pretty much controlled the overtime, couldn't score. Uh, and then of course, Vancouver ends up uh, getting uh, the victory in a shootout. Uh, Detroit, uh, obviously they had defensive issues. They had a six, three lead against Tampa. Couldn't hold it uh, seven to six loss to the uh, Tampa Bay lightning. I was surprised to see 
our, our my guy Nadelkovic struggled so much in that game, uh, knowing how much and how highly we thought of him coming into this year. Thomas Grice going to be the goaltender uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings tonight. I guess Blasio looking just for a change, give you know Nadelkovic maybe a mental break after such a tough game that ended up going against Detroit the other night. Uh, you know, uh, Grice last year, not bad, 2.7 goals against 912. Uh, save percentage. Uh, we'll see how he uh, fares in this game for the uh, uh, Detroit Red Wings. Now, of course, Demko played in net last night for Vancouver, which means we could see Yaro Halak make his Vancouver Canucks debut tonight. It hasn't been confirmed, but I would be extremely surprised uh, if we don't see Yaroslav Halak uh, be the goaltender for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Of course, they got the veteran netminder uh, in the offseason uh, to become the backup to Grice. So, uh, based on Vancouver's, you know, offensive upside, and like I say, we took advantage of Pod Colson moving up the lineup last night to play on the second line with Pedersen. Isn't it amazing? You start scoring goals as soon as you play with a guy like Elias Pedersen, uh, and certainly that was the case for Pod Colson and JT Miller, the other line mate for Pedersen, uh, got on the scoreboard last night as well. So uh, certainly Vancouver was good offensively. Uh, they blew the lead late, but Detroit obviously in shambles defensively against Tampa. So at five and a half, you know, it's pretty much over or pass for me. The one concern is I'd expect both teams to want to tighten it up. Vancouver wasn't happy coughing up the lead. Detroit was a hideous defensively, but even if they do play better on defense, you're talking five and a half here uh, with this total uh, at pretty much even money. I would still look in that direction with Vancouver, Detroit over five and a half tonight. Alex, what do you think? Canucks, Red Wings. Yeah, it's going to be a play for me five, uh, over five and a half. I got it minus all 10. And this definitely, like I said, with Thomas Grayson that we saw the struggles that he had, and, you know, I think he'll be better. Obviously he's not, you know, expected to be the number one guy. Now uh, that's going to be Nadelkovic for sure. But like I said, he struggled the, the defense in front of them struggled as well. And uh, like I said, this is a Vancouver team that it seems that, you know, we saw this when they were playing well a couple of years ago, they had this kind of high pace and high volume. Like I said, uh, Pedersen, you know, he, he's the, the straw that serves a drink for this offense. Uh, I think we're going to see him not only chip in with goals, but like I said, assists. He's going to help the whoever's around him on the, that top line as well. So this definitely feels like it could be a back and forth game. I like that over five and a half at a good price. All right. Uh, there you go. Uh, Vancouver, Detroit over five and a half for Alex. Uh, Carolina, Nashville. We've got Carol, uh, pretty much even money here, both sides. Uh, five and a half the total uh, across the board playoff rematch again these teams uh, faced each other uh, in the postseason last year and uh, certainly from a Nashville standpoint I'm sure they'll be fired up to play this team that knocked them out last year but I, I still don't know if uh, Nashville is any better uh, than they were last I don't think they are in fact they could be worse and what I do know about this uh, series here you know is that uh, Carolina it's weird that Carolina actually in the playoffs you know didn't exactly play well in Nashville uh, but in the regular season in the past, they have played well uh, against uh, Nashville. I lean Carolina here at the even money price. I still think they're uh, the better of these two teams by a pretty decent margin. I mean, I faded Nashville in the first game. It's certainly not going to be the uh, last time I fade Nashville or go against them when I uh, backed Seattle uh, on Thursday night uh, in that win. So I like Carolina, but what I like even more is over five and a half here. For me, when you look at these two teams, when you look at Carolina, this forward group, I'm, I've said it multiple times. I'll just reiterate it. They can get scoring from anybody in this lineup. Look who's on the fourth line. Jordan Martinuk, Derek Stepan, who's been a veteran guy that scored and produced offensively in the past, and Steven Lorenz, who can do it. That's the fourth line. 
So you can get even some offense from those guys. Niederreiter, Jordan Stahl, and Jesper Faust on the third line. There's offensive potential there with those three. Andre Svechnikov, Vincent Trocek, Tara Vinen goes without saying. Kotkaniemi's fit in nicely already with Aho and Martin Natchez on the top line. These are 12 forwards that can all strike at any moment on any shift. And I think that is something you definitely need to keep in mind uh, if you're going to end up betting uh, these uh, Carolina games because I think they're a dead nuts over team. You combine that with the blue line that I think misses Dougie Hamilton, misses Jake Bean a little bit. Still a good blue line, but I look at Tony D'Angelo as a defensive liability, you know, a little bit. He's now on this blue line. He's a very good skater and all that, but at the defensive end, he's not exactly sturdy in terms of shutdown role. And then the goaltending this year, I don't think is as good as last year or quite as reliable. Freddie Anderson was good enough to get the win uh, against the Islanders, but he still gave up a few. And then, of course, Antti Ranta, who not only consistency, but injuries uh, are concerned for him over the last few years. So I think it's the ultimate over team, Carolina. And for now, take advantage. Like they pulled the Islanders into a high scoring affair the other night, and that's not easy to do. Total was five and a half. This one's five and a half. Take advantage of these five and a half totals. Because if Carolina continues to trend over, which I think they might, you might see a six at some point. So for me, Carolina minus 110, but even like the over more than that, uh, five and a half here with the total Carolina Nashville over Alex. What do you think here? Carolina Nashville? Yeah, we're in agreement, agreement with this for sure. I like Carolina on what is an over team. Uh, like I said, they should definitely be able to pull Nashville into to a high scoring affair if they can do that with the Islanders. But I also like the first period over too. We're st- still getting good value with that number for the moment. Uh, that'll probably be the first to go before we see the numbers change with the full game. Uh, you, you can get minus a dollar fifteen at one and a half. So uh, he said both plays I, I really like. I, I, I personally played each and split them half unit because of how big the card is today. But if this were a shorter you know day, I'd probably be playing both of them full unit. So I do like both sides a, a, a lot. But I'm splitting it just to kind of limit my exposure. It is the first Saturday after all. We you know we've got a long way to go. So, uh, but I like first period over, full game over. I think we should see that definite cash. Just got a confirmation that Freddie Anderson is in net tonight for Carolina again, as I expected he would be. Uh, you would think Soros for Nashville, although that hasn't been confirmed, but I would expect him to be back in net as well. Uh, St. Louis, Colorado. We've got Colorado minus 145 home favorites, five and a half the total here uh, in this one. Uh, for the St. Louis Blues, they get their season going uh, against this Avalanche team. Uh, a, a, a St. Louis team that I think is going to be better offensively this year. You look at this lineup. And this is another team kind of like Carolina coming into the year. I said, watch out for some St. Louis overs this year. And I'm going to put that to the test here in this game, St. Louis, Colorado, uh, over five and a half. You look at it. Um, obviously, Brandon Saad, Ryan O'Reilly uh, on the top line, Jordan Cairo, Braden Shen, and the new acquisition, uh, Pavel Buchnevich, of course, from uh, the New York Rangers. Great offensive addition because this team could use a little bit more goal scoring. He's still very young, just 26 years old. Uh, last year, 20 goals, 28 assists uh, for the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, he's going to get a top six four, And that was only, by the way, in 54 games. So 48 points, almost a point per game clip last year for Pavel Buchnevich uh, as a member of the New York Rangers. So a uh, great addition to this top six forward group for the St. Louis Blues. You got James Neal, Robert Thomas, Vlad Tarasenko on the third line, uh, Tyler Bozak, Barbashev uh, on the uh, fourth line. It just all of a sudden now, just getting Buchnevich, it just like with a baseball team, you get one guy, it just expands the lineup. It's a deeper lineup. 
Same with getting Buchnevich. It's all of a sudden a little bit of a deeper forward group now for uh, the St. Louis Blues. On the flip side, Colorado uh, took care of business in their first game against uh, Chicago. Uh, Darcy Kemper was outstanding. That's the one thing that scares me about the overs. He could play that good again. And we might be in tough here, but Kemper was great uh, in the game against Chicago. Excellent debut for him uh, with the Avalanche. But I still question whether game to game, especially early in the year, and especially without Devon Taves, uh, their best shutdown defenseman, whether they can consistently keep teams off the scoreboard early in the year. You know, even without Landeskog, who's now serving a suspension, and Nate McKinnon remains out on the COVID list, you know, you've still got enough offensive ability here on this team to make up for that. Uh, going into this game still with Kadri, with uh, Rantanen, with Burakovsky, Comfort, Jost, uh, and company. So, you know, it hurts to be without McKinnon and Landeskog, but still a team that's capable of putting up goals here uh, moving forward. So uh, let's go with the over here, five and a half. I said coming into the year, we're going to look to some St. Louis games over, an improved offensive team, a team defensively that could certainly showed signs of decline last year at the defensive end. And I don't know if they're miles better this year uh, defensively and then Bennington and Huso. Bennington's save percentage goals against dropped last year uh and that's a bother for me he just hasn't been as good as that Stanley Cup year so five and a half give me the over here with the Blues and the Avs uh, Alex what's your take St. Louis Colorado yeah you know we talked about the playoff revenge angle potentially with Carolina and Nashville but I think it's even more prevalent here with St. Louis they got bounced in four straight against uh the Avs in the playoffs I think they're going to want to try to really kind of stick it to them especially being you know on the road here uh these are two teams that like I said the over kind of been a, a a pathway for these two teams especially early but I like I don't I didn't play the, the first period over I lean with that but I like the full game over more I think this might be where the teams fill each other out early we don't see much and then things explode late so I got a piece of over five and a half but you might be able to even get a better adjusted number live maybe we get four and a half or or a plus price with that five uh so keep that in mind as well all right, we move on to Calgary and Edmonton. You know the Battle of Alberta is always good. Minus 150, Edmonton home favorite. Six and a half the total in this game. Uh, one of my f- rapidly ascending in my rankings of play-by-play broadcasters for hockey, especially national TV, whether it's the States, whether it's Canada. Harna Ryan Singh uh, on Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, I-, I-, I love that it actually gives you that little soccer element every now, especially only for the big goals, the overtime goals, a big goal, uh, go ahead goal late in the game. You'll hear Connor McDavid. You'll hear that from uh, Harna Ryan. And I like that he gives you that every now and then, just like it's, it sounds like you're listening to a soccer game, but yeah, he's becoming one of my favorites. He's on the call for this one for hockey night tonight. Calgary Edmonton should be a great game. I, I trust Edmonton more than Calgary. It is the first game for Calgary. Uh, this is their season opener. We'll see what Daryl Sutter can do and that crack the whip style of coaching, you know, uh, that he often brings to the table for a team that, you know, has underachieved the last couple of years. Can he, like, this is basically, Alex, the last shot for this core to do something well together uh, because there's going to be, if Daryl Sutter can't rescue it this year, then it's pretty much going to get blown up. You can see Monaghan moved. You can see Johnny Gaudreau uh, moved. Elias Lindholm might be gone. I mean, you could see a lot of different changes here. Noah Hannafin could be, you know, jettisoned out of there. Uh, it's definitely going to be a, a perform, or there's going to be changes to this uh, team kind of year for the uh, Calgary Flames. Um, I, I don't know if I'm ready to – I need to see them play well first uh, here in a game before I back them. Unfortunately, the numbers climb to the point where at minus 150 – 
I'm not ready to lay that price with Edmonton here. I do like the over a little bit just because, and at six and a half, I would have liked it more at six or better. I think they've adjusted a little bit to the fact it's been a high scoring series for the most part when these teams go head to head. But again, chippy could be physical, could be more penalties. And often that ends up being a situation where uh, you get more goals, the more physical and the more uh, nasty and the more hard feelings there are on the ice between the two teams. That sometimes leads to more man advantage situations and more goals. So a small bet for me uh, over six and a half. And I would only look to Edmonton. I might still play Edmonton small in regulation here, but you never know close game rivals, but I lean Edmonton in regulation. I'll also go over six and a half. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Battle of Alberta. Yeah, obviously the animosity is going to be there in spades with these two teams. They just simply do not like each other. It carries over no matter who the coach, no matter the players. Uh, they know the, the importance of this rivalry. And back with fans in the crowd, that's going to be uh, even more electrified than it was uh, this past year where they were in the same division again. But uh, I'm going to be looking for a live first period over. I'm not laying 145 or 150. I want to you know wait a couple of minutes in and wait for that number to trickle down. Anything in minus $1.20 or better and then like i said because it's going to take some time and then we're going to see the power plays the penalties build up and want to try to get in before the first goal is scored but we do not want to play that beforehand we want to do that live so live first period over for the battle of alberta all right good stuff uh absolutely outstanding here so uh we'll see how this one goes next up we've got uh, winnipeg and san jose winnipeg minus 135 minus 140 uh road favorite six the total this number is climbing up too alex i'm disappointed because i would have thought uh, the Winnipeg Jets uh, would have been uh, absolutely, um, you know, a great spot here, and I still think so. But I thought the price would be a little bit better uh, when it was when it opened. But a lot of people are seeing what I'm seeing here, Alex. That this is a good bounce back spot for Winnipeg. San Jose's playing their first game, and the one thing for the Sharks that they've got going, Alex, is that uh, you know they don't have uh, Martin Jones on the team anymore, so that's good. You know, but Aiden Hill and James Reimer aren't exactly, uh, you know, Marty Broder esque goaltending uh, for this Sharks team. Uh, we'll see how this goes here moving forward uh, for them. But you look at up front too with the forward group. Uh, you know, Logan Couture slowed down in the last couple of years. Uh, Hurdle's still a good player, but there's talk that he's on the block a little bit. Evander Kane, of course, has been, you know, causing all kinds of issues off the ice. I mean, whether it's gambling investigations, whether it's fake vaccination cards. Uh, it just seems uh, absolutely um, like there's one thing after another with that guy uh, and uh, definitely uh, something that you would be concerned about moving forward. But, uh, you know, and the problem is, Alex, for as much as he's got some issues off the ice, he's one of your best offensive players. And without him, are you going to be able to score goals consistently is going to be the question mark for this uh, San Jose team. I just think for Winnipeg, I'm hearing good things from Hellebuck, the team that they just didn't love their they thought they were a little lethargic against Anaheim in that loss the other night in their first game, I'd expect better. And long-term, I know something about Hellebuck, Alex, is that he's got a good track record long-term uh, uh, af after a loss, after a bad performance. And I think you're going to see that from him tonight uh, in this game. Now, sometimes Maurice surprises you and doesn't always start Hellebuck after a loss, but uh, I'm hoping we see that tonight. It hasn't been confirmed. We do know it'll be Aiden Hill uh, in net for the uh, San Jose Sharks tonight. Uh, but you look at the blue line, too. They still give up a lot in terms of chances allowed and shots allowed last year. Carlson is an, uh, a liability at times in his own zone. Brent Burns' defensive plays declined. Even Vlasic, 
who's been their best shutdown defenseman for years. As he gets older, you've seen him lose a step or two at the back end as well. So I think Winnipeg gets well, gets right back on track, and I'll take Winnipeg here, uh, minus 135 uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here with the uh, Jets and the Sharks? Yeah, I expect to see a bounce back here with the Jets too, and this is the second only one of the only side plays I really have. I got uh, Winnipeg in regulation plus a dollar twenty. I uh, played that earlier today. Like I said, I, I'm expecting Hellebuck to start, and if he does, like I said, he's great off of a loss. He's done fairly well against San Jose, and uh, like I said, I just don't see where the Sharks' offense comes in. Aiden Hill is a guy that can't be trusted, in my opinion. So uh, this definitely seems to be a good bounce back spot for Winnipeg, and you can grab a plus price with them to win in 60 minutes. Yeah, and also some good news, too, for Winnipeg uh, going into this game is that they have uh, Mark Shifley back. Uh, remember, he had to serve one more game from that suspension from the uh, hit uh, on Jake Evans in the playoffs last year against Montreal. So that suspension's over. He is back, and he'll be on that top-line center spot uh, tonight in between Kyle Connor and Blake Wheeler. I like Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, again tonight. I thought he, even though it was a tough night for the team overall, I saw improvement from Pierre-Luc Dubois in the last game, and I'm going to ro- roll with Kyle Connor again, shots and goal-scoring prop. I mean, he is just someone uh, that uh, finds a way to produce offensively and find the back of the net. So uh, very, very good stuff from him. And we'll see if that continues here tonight. He got the uh, only goal, uh, obviously, for Winnipeg uh, in the game against Anaheim the other night. All right, the final game of this massive, well, I shouldn't say that. We're going to do the Sunday game to Dallas-Ottawa. But final game for Saturday, uh, Minnesota, Los Angeles, uh, even money, minus 110, both sides, five and a half the total in this one. And perfect kind of result for me last night with the Minnesota game. I wasn't involved in the Ducks in the wild, but Minnesota wins it. Seven seconds to go, two to one. Uh, Marcus Foligno gets the game-winning goal. And now I think this sets up great to go against. Sorry to tell you this here, uh, Terry, but uh, go against the wild here. I like what I saw from L.A. the other night. Very impressive at home. Good win against Vegas, six to two. Uh, I I like this uh, spot here for the Kings uh, in this one, minus 110. Uh, with the back-to-back situation here for Minnesota, uh, even though it's no travel, Anaheim and L.A., they usually just stay at the same hotel and there's not much travel. But uh, I could see L.A. being a, a good way to go here. I like the way they play. How about Kopitar? Outstanding game from him uh, the other night for the uh, L.A. Kings. And look, because they got Philip Deneau on the second line, more of a defensive conscience, you all of a sudden have Andre Kopitar more looking toward – he's always had to be a – very, very conscious defensive forward, and he still will be, but he's freed up to be better offensively now. And look what ended up happening. Uh, you've got a situation where he got a hat trick, you know, in the first game uh, against uh, in the first game against the Golden Knights, and two assists as well. Five point night for Andre Kopitar uh, against Vegas. So you got to maybe ride him a little bit. That now he's going to really have uh, an offensive surge this year because now he doesn't have to do all the heavy grunt work in terms of checking from the center spot with Deneau on the team now, which helps them out. Kachev, there's another guy, goal-scoring prop shots. That guy is making things happen. Uh, they really like the upside that he brings to this Kings team as well. Uh, and again, they get a, they're get they fresh, they're rested, and uh, Minnesota after the win against Anaheim, and maybe going with Kapo Kakinen uh, in net tonight as well uh, after the victory against uh the Ducks last night. So I like LA and I like the over as well. Five and a half LA could be a little bit more of an over team, more offense in them. We certainly saw that against Vegas the other night. And I think after Minnesota was, you know, basically pulled into a defensive dull game last night by Anaheim. That's just the kind of game it ended up being. 
I think they open it up a little bit more. They get their own offense going a bit more tonight against LA. And let's be honest, Stolarz was very good. You know, Minnesota carried the play a lot during that game last night. Uh, and Stolarz was a big reason the, the, the that Anaheim still had a chance late in the game. So I like the Kings here at even money. And I like over five and a half minus 115 as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here with the Kings and the Wild? Yeah, just a, a quick update with people mentioned in the chat, but uh, 59-year-old Andrew Ladd has scored for Arizona, and it's now a one nothing Coyote, so uh, still got a chance to get that first period over. Um, with that go. being said, the uh, I like this this Kings wild game. It's going to be a fun – this was a division battle last year, and these two teams, even before the, the uh, that shortened season – they just had to, this kind of like weird, you know, sometimes you see this where they're not at necessarily rivals, but they just build this kind of animosity toward each other and they play a little bit chippy and, and have some good, compelling games. Uh, for whatever reason, that's what we've seen from L.A. and Minnesota, uh, whether the game takes place here in Excel Center or at uh, Staples Center. So I think this is going to be a, a fun battle. He said Anthony Stolarz pretty much did his best John Gibson impersonation all last night until – the last seven seconds of the game. And uh, unfortunately they end up losing two to one. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that from him in any other start the rest of the year. I, I would, I would bet some good money that chances are he plays more like his average self, which is mediocre. Uh, but the wild had a ton of shots on goal. The nearly outshot Anaheim by a two to one margin. And uh, I think they'll be able to carry that over. I like this first period over here, minus a dollar 15. Uh, that's the only thing I'm going to play. I'm not going to play the full game because we could see this maybe slow down a bit. And like I said, it, it gets kind of chippy at times. But both teams offensively do look good so far. Uh, the Wild did have a kind of a, a rough spot with a couple of their power plays. They're still in that mode of, of being a bit timid, making too many extra passes. So that's something they gotta got to correct. But uh, five on five, their offense is good. They, their speed was solid. I think we're going to see that carry over, especially against a faster LA team. Excuse me. So I like the first period over one and a half minus $1.15. All right, over one and a half, minus 115, first period, Minnesota, L.A. for Alex B. Smith. And we'll wrap it up with the one game on Sunday, Dallas Stars, Ottawa Senators. Uh, we've got, uh, it looks like right now, the current line has Dallas around minus 135 uh, in this game as road favorites, five and a half the total. Uh, let's see how both Dallas and Ottawa, who are in action on Saturday, let's see how their games go tonight. But just an initial lean, since we want to talk about this game today, um, is Ottawa because I think they play well at home. Uh, we'll see what the goaltending situation ends up being for uh, both of these teams. But I definitely lean a little bit to the Ottawa uh, Senators here. And by the way, Dallas 0-4 in their last four visits to Ottawa as well. And uh, as I said about the Stars, I know they got the win against the Rangers, but they're still more of a bet against team than bet on. Maybe they're going to exceed my expectations. And we know they still have, you know, a capable enough group of forwards, Gurionov and Rupe Hints and Sagan, Ben Pavelski and company. But, you know, I'm still going to uh, trust Ottawa here because I find they had a good home record last year. Good sometimes as home underdogs. We saw what they did against Toronto, uh, their first game as home underdogs on Thursday night. So, again, we don't have uh, goaltending info. We'll know that tomorrow. We'll see how Dallas plays against Boston tonight on Saturday. We'll see how Ottawa does against Toronto tonight and base our final decisions off that. But right now I'm leaning Ottawa here in this game on Sunday as a home dog. Uh, Alex, your initial thoughts on the Sunday game, the only Sunday game in the NHL, Dallas, Ottawa. 
Yeah, we do have confirmation that it'll be Kudobin tonight for uh, tomorrow for Dallas because of Holtby tonight. That that yes. has been confirmed, but uh, but we're not sure. More than likely, going to see Philip Gustafson for Ottawa uh, in the Sunday slate. Like I said, usually we'll kind of want to wait and see what happens with these two teams. I probably won't have anything on it because of how big tonight's card is. So even when or win or lose, there's nothing here that I really like in this spot. Two teams off of back to backs. Definitely one to watch and see how they react. Uh, you know, coming right back, especially with an otter star time that uh, five Eastern to, you know, three for uh, four o'clock rather for Dallas internally. So uh, it, it'll be more likely a pass for me. All right. Likely a pass for uh, Alex with Dallas and Ottawa. We're going to give you the best bets right now uh, that I forgot to do uh, with Alex at the end of today's show. Uh, my best bet for Saturday will be the Carolina Nashville over five and a half minus 120. That is going to be my best bet for Saturday uh, on the ice, guys. And Alex B. Smith, uh, his best bet for this Saturday card will be the Seattle Kraken, Columbus Blue Jackets, first period over one and a half, minus 120. So there you go. Apologies. We've forgot the best bet segment at the end of today's show. My best bet, Carolina Nashville, over five and a half, minus 120. And Alex B. Smith's Saturday best bet, Seattle Columbus, first period, over one and a half, minus 120. And there we go. That is the Saturday NHL card and the Sunday game as well. Uh, Dallas and Ottawa. A great show. We appreciate everybody joining us here on this Saturday afternoon show. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. That's very important. Helps us out uh, the channel and helps the show. We appreciate you giving the uh, support. Hit the like button if you haven't done so uh, already. Uh, we appreciate everyone who joins us live on YouTube. A reminder the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube. The only NHL hockey betting show that is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. Although, again, we will not have a show tomorrow with just the one game, which we just talked about for tomorrow. So we will be back on Monday, our next show, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Ice Guys. And we have a special surprise lined up. Uh, for Monday's show. So uh, make sure you join us for that. we got a surprise on tap for you uh, on Monday. Join us for that. Uh, so there you go. If you can't watch the show live on YouTube seven days a week, make sure you download the Ice Guys podcast. It's available in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Uh, looking forward, uh, you know, if you, if you can't miss, watch the show live, make sure uh, you download the Ice Guys podcast. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the action, especially hockey, but the other sports as well. Cash some tickets. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will see you again on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern time for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.